Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 192. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Chronicles chapter 11 and chapter 12, verses 1 through 18, Acts chapter 28, Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 through 12, and Proverbs chapter 19, verses 1 through 3. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Chronicles chapter 11. Then all Israel gathered together to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and flesh. In times past, even when Saul was king, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord your God said to you, You shall be shepherd of my people Israel, and you shall be prince over my people Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and David made a covenant with him at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, that is, Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. The inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You will not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. David said, Whoever strikes the Jebusites first shall be chief and commander. And Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first, so he became chief. And David lived in the stronghold. Therefore, it was called the city of David. And he built the city all around from the millow in complete circuit. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. Now these are the chiefs of David's mighty men, who gave him strong support in his kingdom, together with all Israel, to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. This is an account of David's mighty men. Jeboshabim, a Hakmonite, was chief of the three. He wielded his spear against three hundred whom he killed at one time. And next to him among the three mighty men was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite. He was with David at Pasdamim when the Philistines were gathered there for battle. There was a plot of ground full of barley, and the men fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and killed the Philistines. And the Lord saved them by a great victory. Three of the thirty chief men went down to the rock to David at the cave of Adullam, when the army of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then at Bethlehem. And David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me before my God that I should do this. Shall I drink the life blood of these men? For at the risk of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did the three mighty men. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, was chief of the thirty, and he wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them, and won a name beside the three. He was the most renowned of the thirty and became their commander, but he did not attain to the three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabzeel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two heroes of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits tall. The Egyptian had in his hand a spear like a weaver's beam. But Benaiah went down to him with the staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. 
These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David set him over his bodyguard. The mighty men were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammoth of Herod, Helez the Palanite, Ira, the son of Ikesh of Tekoa, Abiezer of Anathoth, Sibachai the Hushathite, Eli the Ahohite, Maharai of Natophah, Heled the son of Baana of Natophah, Ithai the son of Ribai of Gibeah of the people of Benjamin, Benaiah of Pirathon, Hurai of the brooks of Gaish, Abiel the Arbathite, Asmaveth of Beharim, Eliaba the Sheobanite, Hashem the Gizanite, Jonathan the son of Shagi the Herorite, Ahiam the son of Sakar the Herorite, Eliphal the son of Ur, Hefer the Macarathite, Ahijah the Pelonite, Hezro of Carmel, Neari the son of Ezbi, Joel the brother of Nathan, Mibhar the son of Hagri, Zelek the Ammonite, Neari of Beeroth, the armor-bearer of Joab the son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad the son of Eli, Adina the son of Shiza the Reubenite, a leader of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan the son of Maacah, and Joshaphat the Mithnite, Uzziah the Ashtarothite, Shammah and Jeiel the sons of Hotham the Aurorite, Jediel the son of Shimri, and Joha his brother the Tizite, Eliel the Maavite, and Jerabai, and Joshaviah the sons of Elnaim, and Ithma the Moabite, Eliel and Obed, and Jeaziel the Mazobaite. First Chronicles chapter 12, verses 1 through 18. Now these are the men who came to David at Ziklag, while he could not move about freely because of Saul the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men who helped him in war. They were bowmen and could shoot arrows and sling stones with either the right or the left hand. They were Benjaminites, Saul's kinsmen. The chief was Ahiezer, then Joash, both sons of Shemaiah of Gibeah, also Jeziel and Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, Barakah, Jehu of Anathoth, Ishmaiah of Gibeon, a mighty man among the thirty and a leader over the thirty, Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, Josabad of Gadira, Eluzai, Jeremoth, Beeliah, Shemariah, Sheftiah the Harufite, Elkanah, Ishiah, Azarel, Joezer, and Jashobiam the Korahites, and Joela and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroam of Geder. From the Gadites there went over to David at the stronghold in the wilderness mighty and experienced warriors, expert with shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and who were swift as gazelles upon the mountains. Ezer the chief, Obadiah second, Eliab third, Mishmana fourth, Jeremiah fifth, Atai sixth, Eliel seventh, Johanan eighth, Elzabad ninth, Jeremiah tenth, Macbani eleventh. These Gadites were officers of the army. The least was a match for a hundred men and the greatest for a thousand. These are the men who crossed the Jordan in the first month, when it was overflowing all its banks, and put to flight all those in the valleys, to the east and to the west. And some of the men of Benjamin and Judah came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come to me in friendship to help me, my heart will be joined to you. But if to betray me to my adversaries, although there is no wrong in my hands, then may the God of our fathers see and rebuke you. Then the Spirit clothed Amasai, chief of the thirty, and he said, 
We are yours, O David, and with you, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. Then David received them and made them officers of his troops. Acts chapter 28 After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island, named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. And Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. After three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria, with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. And from there, we made a circuit and arrived at Rigium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Puteoli. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. After three days, he called together the local leaders of the Jews. And when they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. When they had examined me, they wished to set me at liberty, because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. But because the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, though I had no charge to bring against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this chain. And they said to him, We have received no letters from Judea about you, and none of the brothers coming here has reported or spoken any evil about you. But we desire to hear from you what your views are, for with regard to this sect we know that everywhere it is spoken against. When they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lodging in greater numbers. From morning till evening he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. And some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. And disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will indeed hear but never understand, and you will indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. 
He lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne, giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established His throne for justice. And He judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord, who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples His deeds. For He who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Proverbs chapter 19, verses 1 through 3. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Today's devotional is coming from our reading in Acts chapter 28, verses 30 and 31. You have Paul and he's under house arrest. Now, this is the last chapter in the book of Acts. What is the first thing that Paul does in this region? He calls for the local leaders of the Jews to come to him so he can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he takes it to the Gentiles. Everywhere he went, it's the same thing. It was his custom. So now here he is under house arrest. And these last two verses, verses 30 and 31, we can extract so much from it. It says this, he lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Today, we have people who say, all are welcome. Come. All you have to do is come. But then when they come to their churches, they don't proclaim the kingdom of God and teach about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness much less with all boldness and without hindrance. So we have this one group of people that say, you're all welcome, just come, just come, just come. But they're not giving them the kingdom of God and the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no boldness or urgency. Then we have this other camp where they are proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with a lot of boldness and with no hesitation to the same people over and over and over and over and over. And it's almost like there's this message that is going out to their communities that says, hey, you're not really welcome. So what we need to do is open up our hearts and say, all are welcome. Come in. And I'm going to tell you that when they all come in, no matter where they come from or what life has done to them or what mistakes or confusion, it doesn't matter. You are all welcome. But then know you're going to need all boldness. And no hindrance, no hesitation to do what? To proclaim 
the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you that are out there and you're looking for a place, where can I go to church? Where can I find a body of people? I want to encourage you to pray and go to a place where they are going to welcome you and go to a place for your own sake, for your spiritual sake. Go to a place where they are proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you. According to your word, you said that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God, I'm reminded of how Jesus stood up on that last day of the feast, the great day of the feast, and how he cried out with a loud voice saying, If anyone is thirsty, anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Jesus said in Matthew, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I pray that we as the body of Christ would rightly represent the Lord, that we would be welcoming to all who come in. But God, give us boldness and clarity as we proclaim the kingdom of God and teach about the Lord Jesus Christ. But we can't teach what we don't know and what we are not acquainted with. So God, we humble ourselves before you and say, continue to teach us more and more about your kingdom and about our Lord Jesus Christ. God, we love you. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. I hope that you're getting something good from the Bible 365 podcast. If you are, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcast if you listen there and rate the podcast. Or if you have some time, you could write a really nice review. I think you can do it on Spotify now too, or at least rate it. I'm not sure, but I'll look into that. If you'd like to reach out to me for anything, maybe you have a prayer request. I'd love to hear from you. You can go to my website at randygudo.com, scroll to the bottom, and there's an area where you can send me a direct message. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 193.